Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You don't have to wait until after Turkey Day, though, to score a Black Friday deal with us at v New v Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the v store. With v Pro access, you get a daily recap of the top plays made from v show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game. Deep dive, daily betting reports, plus the upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, all the great gear. But hurry, this is a limited time Black Friday offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And we have a feast of menu options today when it comes to the NFL slate. Three great games, Bills, Lions, Patriots, Vikings, and Giants, Cowboys, which is where we will dive into as we welcome in Nui Scruggs, NBC Dallas Sports Director. This man has collected double digits worth of Emmy Awards, so you know he's doing it right. Welcome into the program. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Nui. Let's jump right into it. I mean, Dallas is coming off of one of the most impressive wins that we've seen. Caught a Minnesota team, maybe 
you know, still a little in Buffalo, New York, I guess you can call it, after a scintillating come-from-behind win over the Josh Allen-led Bills. But Dallas was dominant. Uh, so let's start here. What has Kellen Moore said about what has taken him so long to make Tony Pollard as significant a part of this offense? It took Ezekiel Elliott getting hurt to kind of realize what he had in Tony Pollard. Has Kellen Moore addressed that at all? Hey, look, man, Mike McCarthy uh, has been, been wanting more the run game and wanting more balance the last two years, it, and it has slowly gotten there. I think some of it happened with Cooper Rush having to come in for Dak Prescott. Um, they, and you're asking Tony Pollard, you know, really, they to do things he hadn't done in his career. You know, they hadn't pushed him that far. Um, he's a, he was a receiver at Memphis. He wasn't a running back. He's a receiver. So you know, because of the opportunities and because of the injury, they, he's been given more of an opportunity. And I think sometimes um, guys, you know, and Sean, you played this game. Sometimes guys got to be kind of forced to positions and say, oh, he really can do that. Okay, so we see it. And I think that's been a part of it as well. But bottom line is it's working. The thing I worry about with Callum Moore is that he reverts too much back to letting Dak throw. Um, you know, when Dak throws the ball 35, 40 times a game, it's just they're not as good a football team. Um, they're a better football team when they have a more balance of the run and the pass. Ezekiel is dealing with injuries now, so they're going to have to really force Pollard um, to, to play more. And, and obviously Tony's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And, um He's running for money, too, so you know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Over 100 all-purpose yards, four straight games for Pollard now. And uh, this offense put up 40 points last week, a big bounce back for them in that win over the Vikings. Do you think that they're going to be able to have a similar performance here today? The total in this game sitting 45 and a half, and obviously they're a big favorite at home. Uh, your guy over here thinks that they are poised I'm for the just, upset special. Hey, What's I'm your just thought? Be careful if you're taking the Cowboys and laying the points today. <laughs> you know, uh, Sean, uh, you know, your, your fellow frat brother, Chris Canny, you know, guys picking the Giants. I mean, these, these are what Kappas do. <laughs> you know, they do that kind of thing. So you bring on the Omega Man, the Q Dog, to help get it straight. All right. So I was there in Green Bay when they lost that double-digit 14-point lead, you know, like up 28-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter against Aaron Rodgers and get embarrassed and lose, and then in that locker room. That's still sticking with these guys, that if you do not come and play a full 60 minutes of football, that you will lose and get embarrassed. So if you lose at home to the Giants, who are missing three starters off their offensive line, then you basically are almost back to where you are at the Green Bay game, where you're out here losing the football teams that you – that you have uh, more talent than and who are dealing with injury issues. So lesson learned, and as these guys have gone through the locker room, they've got that. After this game, you got 10 days off. Last thing you want to do is lose to a team that's dealing with health issues and have to go on a break for 10 days dealing with it. The Cowboys are going to win this football game. They play well at home, and they've got a mindset now that they are not going to give away any more football games. I appreciate your support because that is what I told Sean earlier is that I think that Hey, Dallas already learned their lesson. They're not here for another letdown spot just because they had a big win. I don't see it. I'm just saying, be okay. careful. He said win. He didn't say cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. I'm taking Giants plus the 10. You did mention injuries. Uh, I read somewhere that Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence may be battling some some nicks and knacks. Any, any update on where the two Dallas defensive linemen uh, are health-wise? Yeah, two weeks ago, Tank said he think he's Brooks' foot. 
So he, he said that. Um, and he's like, hey, you know, I've had a repair. I got a screw there. He's like, but something's not right. But he said his knee hurt more than the foot. Went out there, performed well against Minnesota. Michael Parsons is not 100%. They've had an illness going around this week. So it's going to be interesting to see who they actually activate here because uh, Tank Lawrence has been one of the guys who's dealt with illnesses around there. So several D linemen have been dealing with an illness. You know, they won't say it's COVID, but guys have been sick and they've been wearing masks around there. So that is definitely something to look at here to see who's activated. I know they brought Tack McKinley up to the um, activated squad here. So look to see who's going to be playing for the Cowboys, especially along that D-line. But as far as covering, and look, this is a short week. It's it's a tougher week for the Giants dealing with injuries and, and not having the practice time here. Uh, I do think the Cowboys cover this football game here. And once again, I go back into if you, if you make this a close football game, if you lose this football game, everything you did against Minnesota is for not. You're back to where you were after the Green Bay game with people around town sitting around here talking less about you. you got folks commentating saying you guys are frauds, you're not real. These guys don't want to go back to that. I expect the Cowboys to handle their business and go into this 10-day break, and then we'll see what they got when they come out of that for a Colts game at home on NBC Sunday Night Football. Nui Scruggs, sports director, NBC Dallas. You can follow him on Twitter at Nui Scruggs. Help me out, Louie, because we like to make money here at Visa. Me and Stormy, we went out, we bought all these turkeys, hams. Like we gotta, We're trying to recoup some of these expenses, right? Dallas might be the most difficult team in the National Football League to get a feel for player props. It seems like one game, Tony Pollard leads in receptions. Next game is Dalton Schultz. Then it's CeeDee Lamb. Then Noah Brown will pop up. Michael Gallup's back. Can you put some rhyme or reason to the pecking order from a pass catcher standpoint for the Cowboys? I can't other than it's the National Football League and they they kind of it's kind of like when you used to try to figure out okay what patriots should I when I try and you know get with every game they kind of have a different type of script of who who they feel like can they can take advantage of their matchup so um I would not uh, I would not feel too confident about it. other than I think Dak Prescott gets two I think he scores twice today um, I think that that's the one thing I would feel very comfortable with is the quarterback at home uh, getting two of them today on Thanksgiving day I do feel that my last question for you, just with regards to this game specifically, uh, how do you feel that Dallas's defense is going to be able to do against the run and against Saquon Barkley? We know how good they are with that pass rush and how physical they can be, but as far as the run, if, if that defense has a weak spot, that's where it's at. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the run defense, when they gave up, what, 239 to Chicago and 207 to Green Bay. Uh, last week, they limited Minnesota. This was about guys working on their gaps, basically stop trying to make splash plays and get sacks and, and doing the simple things here. Uh, more so about the Cowboys' defense, I really think this is centers along the Giants' offensive line. Your starting center is out. Your starting left guard is out. Your backup left guard is out. And then you got to start right tackle out of the football game. Uh, it's hard in this league to run anyway, but when you're talking about missing three stars, starters uh, against a team that's already, you know, was not very deep. I think that's a problem for the Giants, and so that's going to make a problem for Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones did a real good job rushing nine times for 80 yards against the Cowboys up in the Meadowlands. But I just think it's it, this is November football. Uh, it's different. Sean, you know this from having played the games here. Um, I just don't think the Giants are going to have enough you know, over 60 minutes to get it done. It's a tall task, and it's not that these guys aren't going to go out here and play hard. I just think it's going to be a tough task for them when you're out here minus the three guys uh, on the offensive line and then even minus some backups here. You've already lost receiver. you already lost some safety help back here. It's just too tough a task to, to come in here and face, arguably, you know, one of the top two, three teams in the NFC. 
Very rarely in that Dallas-Fort Worth area are the Cowboys not the main story. But right off the road, man, Sonny Dykes in his first year at the helm of the TCU Horn Frogs sits at 11-0, number four in the most recent college football playoff poll. I know you're covering the game this weekend. They have Iowa State coming to town. A lot of really smart people out here in Vegas think Iowa State is live plus the 10. What are your opinions? We got about a minute and a half left. Now, first off, the Cowboys are the story. They're the second story and third story. That's just how it is. Um, TCU's been on a fantastic run. Sonny Dykes has been able to really bring his offense to life here, making kind of a, you know, making this magical season with Max Duggan, his backup quarterback, by the way. He was the backup quarterback to start the season. Iowa State's a team that's beaten them three times in a row, four out of the last five to five times. Um, Iowa State's also a team to beat Iowa. Iowa could end up playing the Big Ten championship game. So Iowa State, the last place team in the league, is going to be a problem. I've said this uh, after. TCU beat Texas. Iowa State is the game I'm worried about here because these kids understand this one thing. They're not going to the college football playoff, and they want to make sure TCU doesn't go either. Um, so this is going to be the challenge for them is to be able to get out here, beat these guys up out of the gate here, understand their defense is really good. TCU's probably got to win this thing on special teams, set up some plays in the special teams, and, and be able to really kind of pull away in this, in this football game. That's going to be their hope, in my opinion. Yeah, TCU has been a really, really fun story this year. And just because you said the second story, third, fourth, all Dallas Cowboys, that is exactly how Jura wants it, isn't it? Uh, he does. He does. And by the <laughs> way, it's going to be rainy on Thanksgiving Day for the TCU game here. So uh, Iowa State already had a problem offensively. Their quarterback's not that good. On a wet day out here in Texas, it's going to be a challenge for Iowa State to score some points here. So, you know, I, I like TCU to cover uh, in that football game. The Cowboys cover their game today, too. Good stuff. Appreciate you, Nui. Thank Great you so stuff, much. Nui. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye. You too. What a fun. I, I'm going to tell Nui, and I'm going to tell you, Stormy. He's got the home teams the covering fight the double digits. The fighting Daniel Joneses today. I'm not sure. G-Men are live, trying to tell you. I will support you in your endeavors. I just don't think that I can put my own money there. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSEN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to 200 bucks. With wagering at more than 300 tracks and AI-assisted picks, the First Bet app is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website. Details at vcin.com slash horses. Sign up now alongside Sean King. I'm Stormy Bonantoni filling in for Mitch and Paul here on Follow the Money this morning live from Circa Resort and Casino. Time to get into some Turkey Day college hoops as we welcome in Tom Crean, former Georgia, Indiana, and Marquette head coach. Welcome in. Happy Thanksgiving, Coach. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you, too. Thanks so much. Uh, how tough is it for players and teams to be playing on this day? The tryptophan hits early or anything like that? Anything we should know about? No, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's about uh, playing today. I think it's about how much preparation time you've had to get ready for it. And then really when you're in a tournament, like a three-day tournament or a three-game and four-day tournament, it's really the work you do going into it to make sure that your team – 
uh, is as fresh as they can physically be. But the bottom line is the mental toughness and the, and the, the mentality that you have to have to play three games in three days is enormous. And if you haven't played some type of tough competition where you've had to bring it day after day early in the season, I mean, it can hit you like a brick. And I think that's what you really have to watch. So it's not as much about Thanksgiving Day as it is about your competition and what you have to face the rest of the tournament. And it seems like we have seen that for a number of top 25 teams going down in some of these tough tournaments. And granted, it's two good opponents on the other side as well. But you look at UCLA, who lost the back-to-back games against Illinois, um, and Baylor in that spot, San Diego State at the Maui Invitational, having a tough time. They're early two games. I mean, UCLA was able to bounce back, but it is tough for a lot of these teams in those spots. Like how much as a coach do you have to kind of explain with these guys how to get ready for the moment in these situations? Well, I think you, you do your best to explain it, but it's like anything else. Experience is the best teacher. And until they go through it, that's why last night with Arkansas, when you're watching Arkansas play San Diego State through a lot of that game, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, the youth has caught up with them a little bit. You know, they had a monster game the day before. They played on Monday. A lot of emotion goes into those games. And all of a sudden, you know, 19 seconds left, down four, they find a way to get it to overtime. They find a way to win. Like, that's a team that's going to get better and better and better because that could have easily been a 10, 12, 14-point loss based on youth and inexperience. But those guys gutted it out. They had some good fortune go their way. And, and they made good fortune go their way, too, and they found a way to win it. But I think that's just what it is. got to go through it. You can preach and practice all you want to get ready for these tournaments, but until they go through it and feel what that effect is, they have to turn right back around, most cases less than 24 hours, and play another top-level team. It's really hard. So what you do is you got to do a lot of different things in practice. You uh, put days together that are really, really hard. You might do a two-a-day. You might go at night and then bring them back in the afternoon so that you really put some stress and strain on their body to have to understand the mental toughness they have to have. But it's all cosmetics. I mean, it it all comes down to how do they perform when they've got to do it in the bright lights and and do it against another high-level team. Uh, Coach Tom Crean here on Follow the Money, 2016 Big Ten Coach of the Year, three Final Four appearances, former head coach Georgia, Indiana, and Marquette. What a resume – One of the things I love, Coach, about college basketball is that you give the fans these marquee big program matchups early in the season. But as a former college coach, I also know that ultimately this is a learning experience for you and your team. How did you approach moving past these early matchups? Because to the fans it means a lot, but you're trying to find out what do I have on this year's team. Tell me some of the things that you took out of these games when you won, and tell me something to think you got when you lost. Well, the hardest thing is when you come back from a big win is getting your team to understand when they're playing a guarantee game more than likely. In some cases, not. But in, 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 in some cases, they come back, they've got to really rise up because now all of a sudden they take a breath, so to speak, right? And they feel like there's, they've arrived. And you've got to deal with uh, that mentality of them getting to understand, A, it's a long season, and B, this other team's only got to be better than us for two hours, all right, to, to change everything for us. And I've been through that. Like, I've been through it on the tough end where we went to Maui in 2015. We weren't ready mentally to play Wake Forest in the first game. 
the bright lights, I think, kind of got us to the point where it's full of NBA executives and GMs and ESPNs there, and you kind of get out of character. You kind of start trying to do your own thing. Well, we paid for it. We lost. We then turned around and beat St. John's, and then we lost to UNLV on the last day. We went home, and our mentality still wasn't right. And now we had to go to Duke uh, in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and we went in there and got popped by 20. And our mentality was was really up for grabs. Well, we were able to regroup, get on a 10-game winning streak after that, and then eventually win the Big Ten Championship and go to the Sweet 16. But you're dealing – the great thing about this time of year is once you're through that tournament, you're going to see what kind of mental toughness and what kind of attitudes you've got to make sure that you're holding people accountable, accountable for every day. Because no matter what you do in that, there is still 90% or more of your season left. And in most cases, a lot more of your season left. So you've got to understand that you learned a lot about your team. They learned some things. But all that pageantry and all those accolades, they're going to go away quick if we don't come back and get better. And I think the number one thing a coach has got to be able to do coming out of that is show the level of improvement that they have to make but give them confidence, win or lose, that they can play at that level, that they can play that type of competition. You know, it's interesting. We hear all offseason about projections, and I think North Carolina's right now ranked number one, but I know mm-hmm. with the evolving rosters, whether it be departures to the NBA draft, whether it be transfers, incoming or leaving, and the incoming freshman class, you really don't know from year to year. So I'll give you my opinion. I saw Houston play. I was like, they're going to win a national championship this year. Then I saw Texas Beat Gonzaga, and I was like, oh, my God, Chris has them balling. Then I just watched Arizona dismantle two really good programs in San Diego State and Creighton, I think. So I'm all over the place. Please center me a little bit, Coach Green. Who should I be following? Who should I be trying to put some futures wagers on that has a legitimate chance to win the 2023, I guess it is, NCAA championship? You know what? It, 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 I'm not kidding. You're like in – that's like my head right there. Like with when I watch those games, that's kind of how I see it. Because, because – and, and for this reason, those teams that you just mentioned, Houston, Texas, and Arizona, they're not reliant on one thing to win on both ends of the floor, right? The old adage, you know, when you're struggling, if you can find two things that you can hang your hat on, right? If you can find two things on offense, two things on defense to get you going – well, most teams are going to figure that out. They're going to have some strengths. When you just mentioned those teams, there's really not much weakness. There really isn't. And now Houston's going to have to shoot the ball uh, at a good rate. Texas had a phenomenal shooting game against Gonzaga. They hadn't shot like that. Like, I think they made 13 threes. If, if Texas is going to win, here's what I'd say. Here's the teams that, that start averaging of those teams. Texas has got to average eight to nine threes made a game. I think, okay, because they have the shooting, they have the inside play, they have the defense, okay, but, and, they have the, and they have good movement. So the three-point shooting has got to be consistent for them, not inconsistent. Kentucky, to be successful, has got to be a team that's making eight to nine threes a game because they have the shooting, they have the inside player, and when you have a team that can create baskets from the inside out, which all three of those teams you just mentioned can do, I would put Virginia – uh, in that category right now. I'm not sure I'd put North Carolina in that category, even though they're ranked number one, because of a couple things. They have some defenders on their team that you can score against, that, that, that they're not that hard to score against. They should be 
much tougher to score against as a team. And right now they're only shooting 29% from three, and Caleb Love is shooting, I think, 19% from three. So, like, as you watch it, like they've got to pick that up. Like, today they shouldn't have a lot of issue with Portland, okay? But they could have some issues inside of that tournament when people come in and lock them up. So I think the next two weeks, based on what you've seen from the last week with those teams that you've mentioned, okay, you're going to learn a lot more based on who, can, who has got to play a certain way to continue to improve throughout the year. I'd look at the three-point shooting. I'd look at the points off turnovers uh, and, who's, and who's committing a lot of turnovers. Right now, like, here's a great example, Alabama-Michigan State today. Those are two really, really good teams. Well, Alabama's turning the ball over at a high rate. But their offensive rebounding the ball, I think, I think they're number one in the country, I think. But, or, or, they're, or they're right there. They're right there in that top level. Well, Tom Izzo's had all weekend and all week to do one of the greatest two strengths that he's got on defense, which is block out and rebound, right? So, like, today when you watch that game, that's going to be a lot harder for Alabama, knowing Tom Izzo the way I do, for them to get to the offensive glass the way that they do. It's going to be harder for them to make plays because they turn the ball over at such a high rate. Well, on the other end, Michigan State's got to deal with the length. They've got to deal with Brandon Miller shooting over 50% from three as a freshman. They've got to Coach. deal with the quickness of the guards. Coach, we got to go I'm to sorry. break, but thank you so much Great for your time. Great stuff, Appreciate Coach. You. Enjoy your holidays. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Happy Thanksgiving from Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Feast on all the action with Bet Rivers this holiday season. Football, hoops, hockey, the World Cup, and more. There's so much to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out the Thanksgiving Day promotions, including the football bet and get, first touchdown insurance, and single game parlay bet and get. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. Rolling along here live from Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Stormy Bonantoni and Sean King with you, getting you set. For the Thanksgiving Day NFL action to preview the nightcap tonight. Excited to welcome in Matthew Collar of PurpleInsider.com, Vikings beat reporter at Matthew Collar on Twitter. Welcome in. Happy Thanksgiving. How are we doing on this wonderful day? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I, I think I think I won the lottery with this one. I get to watch football all day, get to have a Thanksgiving dinner, and then go cover a football game. This is good. Living the dream, my friend, and should have a fun competitive one, at least on paper, with the way things look between the Patriots and Vikings coming up tonight. Vikings are a three-point favorite, total sitting 42. And after what happened last week with Minnesota and the Dallas Cowboys in this one, how much do you think that this Vikings team is going to bounce back and get back to the team that we've largely believed them to be in this early season? Yeah, I think that really depends on how well they protect Kirk Cousins because they're going from facing one of the best defensive lines and pass rushes in the league in Dallas to one of the best pass rushes in the league in, in New England. And I also think that you should be pretty concerned that it's Bill Belichick on a short week. I'm sure you guys have the numbers, but he's pretty good at that, right? And uh, he's going up against a rookie coach in Kevin O'Connell who has to make some adjustments here. I mean, they couldn't get the ball out against Dallas. Kirk Cousins gets sacked seven times. They couldn't get the ball to Justin Jefferson, who's basically been – you know, the entire driver of their offense. And even though they ran successfully early in the game when they got behind, they couldn't push the ball downfield because Kirk Cousins was under pressure so much. I mean, he was under pressure 60% of the dropbacks 
in that game against Dallas. And by the way, the Vikings are going to be without their left tackle, Christian Derrissaw, who's been a flat-out superstar for them this year. So the drop-off goes from a star left tackle to their backup, Blake Brandle, who has played in two career games and uh, really, really got beat quite a bit. Uh, against Dallas, and on the other side is the league's leader in sacks, Matthew Judon. I mean, this is you know a matchup that really matters. Um, you know, there are some quarterbacks who, if their offensive line's getting beat, they can run around, they can escape. That's not Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's kind of everything for him depends on what's going on around him, and I think that they have uh, some adaptations to make on the offense to find a way to deal with the pressure because. Uh, I guarantee Bill Belichick's going to dial it up tonight. Matthew Collar, Vikings beat reporter, purpleinsider.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Matthew Collar, and that's C-O-L-L-E-R. The season's been a success, Matt. Let's just be honest. The Vikings were 8-9 and nine last year. Zimmer's messaging had gotten stale at minimum. They bring in O'Connell. They already have eight wins. They've equaled last year's win total, but – my question is this, what are the Vikings really? Like, in your eyes, obviously it looks like they're going to win the division, but once the season is, do you view them as a potential NFC championship game team, a potential Super Bowl contender, or has this kind of just been a great opening season for Coach O'Connell and they have some issues to fix this offseason before they're really a contender? Yeah, that is a great question because this has been one of the strangest seasons I've ever covered. I mean, five fourth-quarter comebacks, but that also means that you're losing five times in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, when you look at any of their numbers, um, you know, if you like Football Outsiders DVOA or if you like Expected Points Added or any of the analytics that we look at to kind of give us a gauge of how good a team is really, there's nothing on paper that says this team – should be as good as they are with their 8-2 record. They're the first team ever to start with this record and have a negative point differential. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just absolutely crazy. Um, I think that there is something to Kevin O'Connell from day one, bonding players together, changing the culture. I, I know that's the biggest cliche in sports, but it was really important that that happened after where they stood following last season. And they have so many veteran players. Patrick Peterson, Zadarius Smith, who are playing at really, really high levels. And, you know, it's not when a guy like Patrick Peterson comes through in the clutch, I don't think that's random. I think that's like why he's going to wear a gold jacket someday. At the same time, you can't count on interceptions and big sacks every single week. And so I think that there are a lot of weaknesses here on this team. And when Kevin O'Connell came in, we really expected the offense to dial it up a notch. But I'm not sure that Kevin O'Connell's offense is actually the perfect fit for Kirk Cousins like Gary Kubiak or Kevin Stefanski's offense in the past. And you've seen his numbers really plummet from where they were. So are you kind of like Arizona last year that got off to a hot start and then was kind of a paper tiger and faded? That's what it looks like. But also there's a whole half a season here basically for Kevin O'Connell to make adjustments and changes and be better than they've been. Because I think that's going to have to happen. I think they're going to have to be better than they've been in order to really be a Super Bowl contender because uh, I think there's only one team ever that's won the Super Bowl with a negative point differential. So I, you know, I think they're, they're going to have to be a better version of themselves because they can't just rely on fourth quarter comebacks all the time. At least it's only minus two. Not a super. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, uh, that is an interesting point, though. And 
one thing that I kind of want to follow up on with that is, yes, they've had all of these close games, but isn't that still like a significant upgrade from where last season when they had all those close the games, they were coming out on the other end of it. Like at least this year, they know what it takes to win and get over the hump. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, well, first they don't have to give them back. Like you, you, Very the, true. Lead in the NFC, the, the lead in the NFC North is so significant now that even if they are kind of mediocre or hit some stumbling blocks or have some injuries like they've had now uh, that have held them up, they're still going to win the division. It's almost impossible for them to fall apart to the point where, I don't know, the Lions are the ones, you know, like who's going to catch them? So you're going to get a home playoff game. Um, but the, the question really is, can you paint over some of these holes? I mean, they have a pretty poor secondary outside of Patrick Peterson, right? They have an offensive line that's really struggling. They haven't established other weapons outside of Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is just the same KJ Osborne hasn't repeated what he's done in the past. And, you know, we've seen so many times with Kirk Cousins where he has these winning streaks. In 2019, he went 8-2 in the middle of the season. No one noticed, really, because it was the middle of the season. But, you know, we've seen these things before. And then there's downturns uh, after that. And so I think that, you know, having covered the entire Cousins era here, I, I think it's reasonable to kind of be skeptical whether it can keep happening over and over and over. And last year, just funny how those one-score games work. I mean, you guys absolutely know this, but, you know, last year they lost a game where the ball bounces off a corner's hands and it's caught by the receiver, and then they go on to lose. It's like, well, was that random? or You know what I mean? Like this year, everything has kind of gone their way so far at the end of these games. But, I mean, at some point you have to beat somebody by a couple of scores in order for me to think you could go deep in the playoffs. You know, it's interesting. Adam Thielen has caught 24 touchdown passes over the last two years, yet he sits with only two. Does not have a game this year where he's recorded 75 yards receiving. Is this a byproduct, Matt, of just Kevin O'Connell having a different system? Uh, Why the lack of red zone targets? And from a player prop standpoint, I like to attack when I think there's value. So because he's been minimized thus far, his player prop numbers are relatively low and achievable, will we see an uptick from a usage rate standpoint with Adam Thielen, or do you think he's just on the back end of his career? Yeah, I think that they need to find a way to make that happen. Uh, I think that's been the biggest weakness of this team is that you know, they've had games. When they beat Miami, uh, Kirk Cousins had 175 yards passing, and 107 of it went to Justin Jefferson. I mean, that can't happen where it's just one guy, uh, because if he gets slowed down, and, and guess what Bill Belichick has got dialed up for Thanksgiving, right? Like, he's going to try to slow down Justin Jefferson all day long. That's Bill Belichick's M.O. is slowing down top receivers. They have to establish, uh, you know, Adam Thielen, and they have to find a way to get him more involved. But the fact of the matter is, he's 32 years old. Every game this year, he's had moments where he's limping off the field and looks a little bit slower. And when you look at the numbers historically, 31, 32, 33, that's when you start to see some of these receivers dip. Uh, but I also think that you know Kevin O'Connell really wants to run guys down the field. I mean, he wants to have seven-step drops for Kirk Cousins out of the shotgun, five wide receivers going out, and that really asks Adam Thielen to beat his man one-on-one, right, deep a lot of times. And he just I don't think he has the, the speed to do that at this point. So I think that O'Connell needs to make some adjustments, get some slants, get some quick passes, because 
Thielen still has amazing hands. I mean, if you throw the ball near him, he's still going to catch it. But it's kind of that, like, Larry Fitzgerald and Quan Bolden later in their careers where they weren't creating major separation. I, I, that's, what, that's what I mean about the rest of the season. I think it really comes down to the adjustments that O'Connell makes. And I don't know if he can or not because it's his first year. But, I mean, if he does, they've got a chance you know, to, to turn up this offense, including getting Adam Thielen involved more often. Matthew, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Happy and holidays. Enjoy the day. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Vikings. Yes. Uh, and if Adam Thielen gets maybe a less reception or two, maybe TJ Hawkinson can get more because that is a prop I'm contemplating. Like we'll talk it. about it on the other side. Like. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. Kevin from the office is tops. You take it. Love it. In pocket, are you ready? Yeah, I see you're already ready. Repping your two-lane green right, wave. Pre game. But it's my name that's up there first, so yeah. I'm going to get it going here. Uh, in pocket plays, I am rolling with the Minnesota Vikings. Laid the two and a half against the Patriots this week. I feel like last week was just more of an anomaly than who the Vikings are. At least I hope that's the case, especially against this Patriots defense that we know has had a lot of success. I know all of the numbers with Kirk Cousins in primetime. I'm going against it anyways. Give me the Vikings minus two and a half. Um, I feel they're a whole lot better than they looked last week. And, um, you know, they'll bounce back. I really feel confident in that. And I'm also, I talked myself into this, like throughout commercial breaks during the show, looking up different prop markets. And I think I'm going to roll with TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions tonight. Kirk Cousins averages just around 38 pass attempts per game. And because, I mean, Patriots have some pretty good shutdown corners. I think that the wide receivers are going to be a little bit more limited. Open up TJ Hawkinson, who has been playing phenomenal. Um, I like it. So over four and a half receptions for me. He's managed to catch 66.2% of his catches over the year. So keep dishing it to my guy, and hopefully he'll capitalize. I like it. I actually love it. Great choice. Uh, my impact. You have a plays. lot of props. I'm active today. I got to pay for all these turkeys. I like Josh Allen over two and a half passing touchdowns today. It sits at plus 150. Shop around. Find the best number you can. I think it's been October 15th, if I'm not mistaken, last time he threw more than two touchdowns in a game. He's due for a breakout performance. It's been announced that Lions – uh, defensive back Jeffrey Okuda will not play tonight. He was a lone bright spot in that line secondary. I expect Allen to have a big day through the air. Part of that uh, is going to be Gabriel Davis, who I have over 54 and a half receiving yards. Uh, so I think the Bills have a big day through the air. Hopefully I'm right. We'll see if we can cash some tickets. Jamal Williams, anytime touchdown we have going on. I think he scored three last week. If Detroit gets close, he's obviously the option. They've chosen to go with Jamal Williams on goal line instead of DeAndre Swift. This was going to surprise some people. I know the Giants on paper look like they have no shot today. Trust me. 
Giants are going to be in hey, this game. Hey. I'm taking the G-men plus Listen, the points. No, I'm disappointed in this plus 10. You're talking about the Giants are going to win this thing outright. Where's the plus 370 well, money line play shot? I want people to cash the tickets. I'll have a very small, and I do mean small, Giants money line ticket. But they're going to give us 10 points, so let's take the 10 points. We're trying to get to the weekend, already be in the blacks. So we could really take some mm -hmm. shots because as you see, I have my two lane straight on. I don't have a big bet tomorrow. You got to put all that alma on the, mater. Absolutely. On the line. <laughs> I side with Stormy. I like the Vikings to get it done coming off of a, just an embarrassment at home. I know they've been itching at the bit to get back on the field and make amends. And something that I don't have in pocket. But Mitch Moss, who hosts this show, him and Paulie Howard, uh, hit us up on Twitter. And something that he's very, very uh, in love with today is James Cook rushing props. So make sure you check out the Buffalo Bills rookie running back and look at what his rushing props are. Mitch is a big James Cook fan, thinks he have a chance to go over his rushing uh, yard props. He had 11 carries, I think 86 yards in this mm -hmm. same arena as Buffalo's game was relocated to Detroit last week in their win over Cleveland. So very familiar with the locker room. It should be kind of a home environment for the Bills. Let's see if James Cook can get it done. I know he's got some anytime touchdown props up there. I saw some people on Twitter talking about first touchdown of the game. All I would say is so far, James has not been who the Bills have utilized in their goal line situation. So for him to score, he's probably going to have to score from distance. The Lions have allowed 12 rushing touchdowns, though, to running backs in the 10 games here so far. So if you're looking for a back, those are some good options there. Devin Singletary does have three touchdowns in his last two games. Um, in Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern at BetRivers.com. You got me all hyped for, for this afternoon, though. Hey, listen, I just asked everybody that's been a part of this amazing production this morning, when the Giants are winning in the fourth quarter, just all hit me up on text. Send me my flowers while I'm living. That's all I ask. <laughs> I'm I'm really going to – I'm upset, though, that you didn't have in-pocket as your play. Well, I, had a, I took the points. Come on. Look, I mean – yeah, I expect you. I'm to rolling go with all Darius Slayton and the Misfits as pass catchers. So I mean, if they lose by nine, I'll be happy. Cash a ticket. All right, let's get to final thoughts on today's NFL games and final thoughts on your Thanksgiving food opinions because we have not given those out yet today, and I feel like it is a very important thing to at least deliver ahead of the smorgasbord that we're going to Well, have I follow later. you on Twitter, and I think you do a great job of uh, presenting yourself. I think you're super intelligent. I, I follow your opinions on, on a lot of things, you know, but I'm going to have to just be honest with you, Stormy. Pumpkin pie is not a thing. Boo! That's not That's a not true. Thing. That's wrong. That's wrong. And the whole world like, is going to be against so you on like, this one. Argentinian or something like this is our like it's not like an American. This is get popped in my head because they lost to Saudi Arabian soccer. But I was trying to find something obscure <laughs> out of the way. Like that's not like an American like thing. Like Thanksgiving is about sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. I legitimately they look think the same. They're vastly different. You have no idea how disappointed I get when I think that there is a pumpkin pie. And it is actually a sweet potato pie. Yeah, I'm just I am like you. the type that I wake up in the morning and I eat, I'll eat pumpkin pie as soon as I get home today. Like, I don't care what hour of the day that it is. But okay, producer Please Dustin. Please hit us up or hit me up on Twitter at Real Sean King. Pumpkin pie is not even a real thing. It's all about sweet potato pie. Okay, so we, producer Dustin put together this Thanksgiving menu options thing that we have to decide upon really quick. 
So you pick your protein, two sides, a dessert, and the game that you would be down with. All right. So we're going to go. Only, uh, you could only watch one of those games. Dark meat turkey. Um, dark meat turkey? Yeah. Uh, I don't do dark meat. First of all, we don't call it stuffing in the South. It's called dressing. You're a dressing guy. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get some dressing. Uh, we're definitely going to have some collard greens. Collards. Yeah. Ew. Oh, you, yeah. I, I don't think I can go to Thanksgiving at the. I'm just, at we got to bring residence. you to the South, man. We got to show you what Thanksgiving really in, like. I and live... of course, I'm going sweet potato pie. Like, you know that for a fact. And I'm assuming How is that even on this. There's, I, that shouldn't even be on this. I'm list. assuming they're asking me which game I, think I like. Justin actually added that for you because okay. there's no way that that was on this. Oh, sweet potato pies! Like that's the best thing in history outside of carrot cake and red velvet cake. Sweet potato pies are close third. I think Mississippi, Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl will be the most fascinating game to watch because I don't think Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin are going to punt. Because I'm on record as saying this is the last game that both of them will be at the helm of those programs. Lane's going to Auburn. I think Mike Leach is retiring. But I'm telling you guys, the Giants are live. The Giants are live today. Okay, I'm going honey-baked ham for my protein. All right, you can't go wrong with ham. No question, because that's something like you can snack on throughout yeah. the course of the day, too. It's top you, you tier. You can't go wrong with ham. The sides, I am a green bean casserole all day human being. Like, uh, I, that's, that's something like I actually... That's like a all-a-carte item. I, I make green bean casserole, like, throughout the course of... The year, I just really like it. It's something that I enjoy. So it's not just a special for Thanksgiving kind of thing. And I'm going to go stuffing too, but don't judge me on this. It's dressing. It's not stuffing. Well, what I eat is stuffing because that's what it says on the package. Yeah, so we gotta because make this is dressing. what I was going to tell you. Make you is don't judge me for this or do. It's up to you. I love the stovetop stuffing oh, out of gosh. the box, oh, but specifically gosh. the one that's like for chicken. So the chicken stuffing stovetop is absolutely dynamite. And like, don't judge. It's so here's freaking, what here's what I just fire. learned. Stormy has never actually done <laughs> Thanksgiving. Like she's been playing Thanksgiving for all of her 22 years no. on this planet. Stop. And I didn't even get to finish. Pumpkin pie obviously is the selection for oh, dessert. Gosh. As far as my game would go, I'll eat a whole pumpkin pie today. A Costco one. Right. The fact that they sell it at Costco lets Load you know. Up the whipped cream. I like, do actually make some of the items that I'll be preparing tonight. There are just certain things. Like Costco does a pumpkin pie right. What I'm going to bring say? you a plate. The game, though, for me, I think that I'm going to, if I could only watch one of those games, I think that I would pick the Dallas Giants game exclusively so that I could text you to roast you when the. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to tell you, G Men are live. Don't ask me no, why. No, hey, I told you. It's very the possible. The Giants are live today. Dallas on Thanksgiving has not been a good bet the last couple of years. So I understand where you're coming from. I just I just don't see it personally. I'm going I'm Darius Slayton, too. I didn't put it in What's my in-pocket plays. I'm going Darius Slayton anytime touchdown. He's caught a touchdown two of the last four games. I'm going Darius Slayton over receiving yards. Favorite bet of the day? 20 seconds. Josh Allen over two and a half touchdown passes, plus 150. Book it. That is the bet of the day. Um, this is a really fun show. I know. I, I know it. you'll be back here tomorrow. I will. Me and Matt Humans. I'm going to be headed out to Houston to cover the Tulsa Houston game, but this was a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, get all of the food in your system. Thank you to everybody who helped put the show together, working on the holiday. Our producer, Dustin Swendelson, and audio. We got our guy, Mikhail, graphic Sergio and Ryan, technical director, Andrew, and associate producer, Dan. We would not be able to do this show this morning without you guys and your hard work really really appreciate all of you and this was a fun show to put together although 
I'm gonna head back there. If any of you are hating on pumpkin pie and you're on the sweet potato gang, send this I don't child think that some I might sweet have to take back pie, all of those nice things I just Change said. Change her life, please. <laughs>